0: Down to Business with Bobby Kerr, brought to you by Bank of Ireland on Talk. Now, my next guest started his first business at the age of 13. He now owns a marketing agency, an aesthetics clinic with his wife, a property portfolio, a business skills mentoring service, and indeed a virtual assistant outsourcing company. Delighted to welcome Elliot Wise to Down to Business. Elliot, you're very welcome to the programme. Thank you for having me. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty um, solid introduction we have there on you. No, it's, it's actually, it seems,
1: it seems a lot more when you actually uh, <laughs> say it out loud
0: like that. Well, listen to me, what I wanted to talk to you was, um, I, it was a, a a piece that I read about you, about, you know, the whole thing around motivation at work and quiet quitting. And you you had a very interesting take on basically that, everybody at some stage in their career loses interest in their work at some time and and really that it's, it's, there are a number of things that you can do about it and it happens us all. So you might talk us a little bit around that if you would. Yeah, so I think
1: what happens is, is, is we evolve as, as humans as we grow and it requires constant introspective thinking on our part to ensure that we're continuing on a path of I think, internal fulfillment, because what happens is as we grow, as we get older, things that possibly meant a lot to us before may change. And what happens is I think we kind of jump on a path typically early on and think this is the right one and do nothing to reassess and reevaluate where where, where we are. And I think that's where people sometimes get a little bit lost. That's not always the case. I think some of us are lucky in that we find our, our true passion and love. And continue on that path, and happy with that. But for the most part, as we grow as humans, and as part of the, the beautiful thing about being human, I think we evolve as people, and, and what we what we find fulfills us changes. And I think the introspective thinking and the constant evaluation of where we're, if we're we're in the right point in our life and we're happy with where we're at is super important. Yeah, and I always advise people to constantly evaluate those those mm. hard questions to ask because it might be something like a partner it might be something like the job that you're doing that you've been doing for years and and people are petrified of change so sometimes better and more more short-term definitely more short-term happiness by not addressing those long-term pain points but a a longer period of potential unfulfillment
0: okay so you give some good advice one is that you say you know it happens as all so don't panic or make any rash moves that's good advice then you talk about Reverse engineer your motivation. So, is that really about maybe standing back from your role and your maybe, maybe it's more than your role, maybe it's your life, having a look, asking yourself some hard questions, then maybe finding or deciding this is what I maybe ultimately want to do, and then finding a kind of a controlled route to get to that place?
1: Mm hmm. So reverse engineering certainly is, is, like I said, it's understanding your end destination without an end journey. It's like jumping in your car without knowing where you're going. <laughs> and a lot, not enough people understand where that destination is. And, and I think that, as we've just said here, it is super important to understand at a granular level where that that, that, that path is that you're trying to go to is going to lead. And then you can set about figuring out the the steps, the breadcrumbs, so to speak, to, to follow to hit that. And, 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 and as you rightly said, the only way you can figure that out is by taking a step back out of the situation you're in and, and really figuring out where that, that endpoint needs to be.
0: You also give some advice around, you know, maybe how explicit you should be about the scenario with, say, your boss. And uh, you say that, um, you know, if you say, if you explain to your boss that your motivation is taking a dip, as long as you outline concrete reasons why you think this is the case and maybe even offer up solutions, that that's probably okay, that most employers or uh, bosses would see that as something that is, you know, it's objective and it's okay to talk about. I think as a boss,
1: if an employee comes to you with the the statement that they're bored or not fulfilled, that is a downfall in the boss themselves, not the employee.
0: Yeah.
1: And I believe wholeheartedly that the boss or the employer should take full accountability of that and do everything within their power and should be doing everything within their power ongoing to avoid that situation from happening. Because ultimately, a great business is one formed of very fulfilled employees all pulling in the same direction, trying to create value with the employer's mission at heart and if someone's coming to you and you're not addressing those problems mm-hmm. along the way then the it, it, it is ultimately going to be the demise of the company so as a boss they will always always if they're good <coughs> be more than open for you to going through that conversation and sitting down with you and figuring out what it is that fulfills you and what makes you happy and if you ultimately realize at that point that that job isn't going to be able to provide that thing for you then that's a great time to change and find something else exciting in your life yeah not to sit there and see that through which is where i think a lot of people then become disinterested and and, but you say quiet quitting and all that kind of stuff that ensues
0: so in summary it's about find out what motivates you set an end goal reverse engineer actionable steps to help you reach that goal it seems simple because it is that's what you say
1: it is, it is if you have the framework to understand your motivation. So I think a lot of this tracks back to your why and understanding why you get out of bed every single morning. And like I said, that, that, that why can change. That, that reason for, for getting out of bed, for going to work, for making sacrifice, for doing things you don't necessarily always want to do. Yeah. And those drivers have to be in place. And if those are in place, it doesn't matter if you're motivated or not, you'll still do them regardless because you have a very under a strong underlying why, which is pushing you to do those things because you understand the direction you're in, you understand why you're doing those things and you have the path to follow.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. I also wanted to ask you, Elliot, about uh, limitless mentoring. Um, you, you You believe in mentoring and you believe in mentoring, I think head of academia, would that be fair to say?
1: Very fair to say.
0: <laughs> right, well, tell us why. Well, let's, let's look at the modern education system to
1: start with. There's this three ultimate f- massive failures I see within it, and they promote the fact that failure is bad, where, for me, failure is the core principle from which we learn, from which yeah. we grow. They tell us to do things in isolation and not work together as a team which fundamentally is completely flawed if you ever want to to grow as a community, as a business, as a species. We need to share knowledge and experience. And we're also told that there's only one right answer to a problem and that we need to find that one right answer when in reality there's so many ways of doing things, there's so many solutions to any one particular problem and that's the beauty of life. And that's my main Gripe right, with academia and the problem that has now happened is we've got into a position whereby the return on investment from academia is, is next to nothing unless you're going into a, a prerequisite job, like a lawyer, doctor, etc., For any other business, there is no real value. There's no return on investment. Whereas mentorship is someone that is at to position that end journey, maybe towards that end path that you figured out for yourself has been there, done it, got a t-shirt, figured out the experiences and is holding your hand and helping you avoid the potholes as you go along that journey. And there's someone there that you can bounce off of. Effectively see someone as a mentor is is, is certainly not teaching, but someone that can expedite your journey to that destination very swiftly, which means that you can conquer that goal much faster with much less pain (laughs) because you're effectively having that person that's taught you.
0: Well, well, maybe just to challenge you slightly on that, again, a lot of the business uh, students that I would come across with uh, would work in teams, they'd be doing group work on projects and all that within an academic scenario, but also then, you know, uh, they would go to work, they would get experience, work experience out in the field, so is the most powerful thing not really a blend of some form of formal education, together with uh, the mentorship or you know experience led individual to work with you. That the blend of both academia and mentorship, I would believe, is a is a more powerful entity.
1: Yeah, so I don't think that mentorship in isolation is without academia. So that, that I assume when you say academia, a bit more of a theoretical from a theoretical standpoint. Yeah. When we when we when we mentor, we still have classes to follow, the, the, the caveat here is that if I were to tell you to go and action something, for example, if I was to lay out a, a training regime, it's the easiest way to think of it, and I said to go and perform a particular exercise, it, you can see that as, as teaching, for example, you go and learn something in a classroom. When you go and execute that thing, if you don't have a mentor there to analyze how you perform that rep, how you carried out that exercise, the chances are it's not gonna be correct. And you could fail over and over and over again year after year after year with that exercise because you never had someone come in and tweak it, see you in action in real time. Whereas a mentor can tell you what to do, but then also be there. So yes, I agree. There needs to be theory to this, but a mentor should encompass both. So I think you're correct. It, that A better scenario would be a hybrid of both yeah. where you're encouraging all of these positive things along with the mentorship, the direct real-time evaluation of what it is that you're doing.
0: All right, well, look, it's, uh, it's, it's a fascinating subject matter. Uh, you seem to be a, a fascinating character, Elliot, as you're across a whole lot of businesses. Uh, and indeed, you've got a great take uh, on both uh, the psychology uh, of motivation within the workplace, which I think is really, really f- refreshing to hear. So thanks for joining us this morning, and we'll talk to you again soon.
1: Thank you for having me. It's been a, great, it's been a pleasure.